Hello, Connecticut, and welcome to the Paid Leave Podcast. The title uh, basically says it all. I'm Nancy Barrow, and I will be delving into this new state program and how it can help you and your family. This podcast will give you information you should know about Connecticut Paid Leave and maybe just a little bit more. Connecticut Paid Leave brings peace of mind to your home, family, and workplace. Welcome to the Paid Leave Podcast. November is National Caregivers Month, and as a highlight of this, we're going to talk about caregivers and caregiver leave. 58% of caregivers are women. That's not a surprise. And almost one-third of caregivers provide care for at least 20 hours a week. Caregivers typically learn as you go and aren't formally trained, and about 80% of caregivers care for adults aged 50 or older. And one in six non-caregivers expects to become a caregiver within two years. Caregiver leave under Connecticut Paid Leave allows you to take time away from work so you can care for a loved one who is undergoing a serious health or family issue. And caregivers can be blood-related, but they don't have to be. They can also be related by affinity. And that is like a family member. It could be a best friend or a cousin or a neighbor or someone you live with but aren't necessarily married to. And you're allowed to take up to 12 weeks of income replacement in a calendar year. Today, I'm speaking with a caregiver who did help a blood relative, and it's a pretty amazing story. Maya Baldwin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here. Well, we met at an an event, and you came up to me to tell me how much this program meant to you. And I just have to tell you, thank you, because it's always nice to hear what we're doing right. Thank you, guys. It was honestly, you don't even know, like a breath of fresh air, just knowing that I was able to get some income per week uh, for up to 12 weeks taking care of my sister. It definitely took a lot of pressure on my shoulders. Yeah. When the program works for a family like yours, yeah, it really is what we're all about. And I'm so thankful that you're here to talk about what happened with your sister. And tell me your situation and why you had to become a caregiver to your sister. Sure. So in March of this year, my sister was re-diagnosed. It was a reoccurrence for her breast cancer um, because last year in November, she had a mastectomy. She didn't do a double mastectomy, just a singular. And she had a reoccurrence in the same breast that she had the mastectomy on. But the thing is that she was pregnant. She was pregnant with twin boys at the time. So uh, it was very, it was very crazy for her uh, because the doctors said, we want to terminate your pregnancy so you can continue to get chemo and get her breast removed, like her other breast removed and remove the lumps that reoccurred in her right breast. And she was like, that's not what I'm doing at all. So she took on the challenge of going through chemo while pregnant. And it was a crazy ride to say the least. So I was going back and forth from New Jersey to Connecticut about once or twice a week, taking her to her chemo appointments, um, taking her to her doctor's appointments just because her husband was at home, like he was still working, like, and he couldn't be there all the time to take her to her appointments. My mom works a ton. So like, we're a very small family. So it was literally like just me and my sister. So I realized at one point that it was just taking a toll on me at my job, mentally, physically, like doing the back and forth and the traveling. It was really hard. It was very, very hard. So I talked to my HR person and she recommended I do Connecticut paid leave. And it's 12 weeks of paid leave. She was like, the only thing with paid leave, you have to make sure you get all your paperwork in 30 days before so they can review a case, assign you a case uh, manager. 
So I got all of my ducks in a row, submitted all my paperwork, and I got approved. I want to say since when I submitted my paperwork, probably about two weeks after I it got approved, and they told me the timeline of when I would get paid and how long I would get paid for, and the benefit amount I would be receiving each week. So that's kind of how I got into my caregiver role, and it was a ride. I'll tell you that in the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where to start, what to do. But as the weeks went on and they progressed, I we got in a good swing of things. And she had her babies at 32, to, 32 weeks, five days, so super early. And thank, thank God I was there. They She went into an emergency C-section, actually, because that wow. day she developed pre, preeclampsia. And the doctor said, yeah, we have to give birth today. We have to get these babies out of you today. Wow. Does she does did she take any paid leave from New Jersey? Um she was able to get through her job, um, I wanna say long term disability. It, it turned from short term to long term disability just because of her chemo treatments. Um, because I'm not sure if they offer like a paid leave, but they do offer job protection and the option for certain long-term disability. So that's what she went through. So. New Jersey has a paid leave program. So it'd be really interesting to find out if she was able to use that, or maybe, you know, she just utilized her short-term and long-term disabilities. So because she lives in New Jersey, but she does work in New York. So they both have I'm not them. really sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so she probably did a combination yeah. of like maternity, uh, long-term, short-term, but I know that she was able to get her income replaced as well through the program that they have set up. Which is great. If you have a good company like that, that's wonderful that you yeah, do Yeah, no, it. seriously. It's really wonderful. So was she diagnosed with cancer while she was pregnant or were they pretty close together? They were very close together because she noticed there were like lumps in her breasts mm-hmm. because as I said last year, she did have a mastectomy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a reoccurrence in the same breast, but she was feeling around the breast and she felt the lumps. It's so, so important to do old. those monthly tests. That's yeah, how my mother found hers. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important to do those monthly checks. And we just thought, we were telling her, no, maybe it's like a benign, maybe it's just like tissue buildup. But she was like, no, this does not go right. So she went, they did a biopsy and come to find out it's a reoccurrence of her breast cancer. Mm-hmm. But she was also at that time, she wasn't too far along in her pregnancy. But she just found out she was having, tw- like, there was twins. She didn't know the sex yet, but she found out she was having twins. And it was, I mean, of course, a roller coaster of emotions because you want your pregnancy to go smooth and everything to be fine. And their doctors are basically telling you, we want you to terminate your pregnancy. Yeah. We don't think that this will be good for you. You know, we've seen cases like this. But my sister, despite all odds, she still went through with it. And she was like, you know, anything to for my babies to make it here safe. Yeah. And they did. So now I have two sweet little nephews, two sweet little boys um, that I love very, very much. And honestly, if you look back in March, I would have been like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm just praying for the best. And me and Mac and we were like, you know, everything will be fine. Do you have a big family? I do. I do have a big family. Um, we're all very, I'm a family oriented type person. So that's why it didn't. I, I didn't even care if I didn't get paid. I was like, I have to take some time off to be there. Exactly. You're so, really close with your yeah. sister. Yes, I'm, I'm I'm very close. I have one sister and I have one brother. They're both older than me. But for me, family is super important. It's definitely family over everything. So even if I wasn't getting an income placement, 
I still would have taken the time off. So the anchor placement was definitely a benefit and a savior. <laughs> yeah. So when you heard the news, there was no doubt in your mind that you were going to be there for your sister. It was, that was just oh, yeah. a given. There, there was no doubt. For, for me, it was just figuring out the time mm-hmm. um, and figuring out the schedule because I was still, I'm still work, I was still working full time, you know, five days a week. So going back and forth, sometimes it can be a lot on it, like someone. So I decided I wanted to start my leave in July because it was about a month before she was already going to have a C-section, like a scheduled C-section. So it gave us like a month before so I can spend some time with her. We can kind of, you know, go baby shopping and, you know, get their nursery together while still being able to go to her chemo treatments with her when I can, or even it's it's just at home, like helping prepare meals or just helping take some burden off somewhere. Yeah. That's what, that's what a caregiver does. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a big part of being a caregiver. It's like your tasks may vary from day to day, but all in all, what you're doing is something to alleviate the burden on that person and their family. And that's what you do for your family. So did you know about Connecticut paid leave before you needed it? No. Yeah. And I think that's it. It's it's, it's just so funny. Like, I didn't I didn't know. Like, I knew I heard about it. I didn't really know what the program was about. I just knew that it was something that came out of my check. It wasn't a big amount. It was a very small percentage of my check. So it was like I didn't miss the money. And I didn't really know too much about it until I talked to my HR generalist. And she was like, Maya, I'm going to send you some links, read up on it and, you know, come back and tell me what you think, how you're feeling, what do you want to do? So then the next two weeks I was researching CT paid leave, um, like what, like, what is it? Like, how can I get it? What I, what do I need for you guys? Like, how long do I need to uh, submit my paperwork? So did you, business, did, I did that. Yeah. Did you apply on your computer or on your phone? Or how did you I apply? Did it, um, I did it on my computer. Yeah. And it was very easy. So what I did, I saved all of the paperwork that I needed to upload, printed it off, got all the signatures that I needed. So I sent over the paperwork to my sister's doctor. And when they uploaded it, it actually went directly to the athletic portal. I didn't even yeah. need to do anything once I sent it to them. Yeah. So I thought that was super cool because I was waiting for them to get back to me. That they that was the last paperwork that was missing. And I go, what? I'm like, oh, they uploaded already. <laughs> Which is great, right? The forms to fill out. They're really nice. They send them to you and then it's just, it's easy. Yeah, like the the forms are very straightforward, um, very easy to follow, very easy to answer. And I just upload, I scanned it on my phone, uploaded it to the Affleck portal. And yeah, it took about a week or two. They got back to me right before, literally the day I was it was my last day at work july 14th they called me it was around three o'clock saying you know your case is approved this is your benefit amount if you need anything reach out to us they called me sent me an email and like uploaded the message on my portal too so i was like Whew, right in the nick of time <laughs> which is awesome and you took the 12 weeks in a block but you do know yes. they have intermittent leave and reduced schedule leave me and my hr generalist we were weighing out the options she was like, you know, you can do it continuously, you can do intermittent, or you can do like a reduced schedule. But I decided, I was like, no, I think I just want to take the 12 weeks straight and just completely like immerse myself because why not? Because the option is there and it just worked better for my schedule. So I was like, you know what? Let me just take this time off completely and dedicate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was being a caregiver what you expected it to be? Yes and no. And I say yes, because I've I guess I've always fallen into a caregiver role 
because my father, I was also a caregiver for my father because he was sick for quite some time. He had stage four prostate cancer and had congestive heart failure. So there are times that he couldn't drive to his appointments or, you know, simple things like that. So I've always naturally fallen into the caregiver role. I think it's just different when it's a sibling and not a parent. Um, and my sister, she's like one of the strongest people I know. So to see her, you know, maybe not at her best, and I just want to do everything. I just want to like be there for her and like find a way to make her feel better some type of way. Um, and I say no, because some days, you know, you're driving to appointments or other days you're cooking. But what I will say is that it's, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen, but it's always fun. You, because the day that she gave birth, we were just going to her weekly checkup. You know, it was a regular Friday, August 11th. We were going to her checkup and the doctors, the doctor, you know, had her do like a urine test. Her pee came back positive for, uh, there was like protein in her urine, all these things. And she ended up having to give birth that same day. So like, you know, we didn't expect that. Her scheduled C-section was the 18th and it got moved up from the 18th. Because it was originally the 26th of August. And from the 26th, it got moved to the 18th. And then that day, her doctor said, this is it. So it was an adventure. I will say that day, we didn't expect that. I mean, neither did she. She wasn't ready for that. Um, so her husband, he packed her bag, his bag, rushed onto the hospital. And she gave birth that day. Well, or let me ask you this. Did you both discuss what she needed from you? Was there a conversation about what the expectations were? Yes. But my sister and I, we also understand each other so well. Some things don't need words. Yeah. We we have that sisterly bond, I guess you can say, our sisterly understanding where I can see where she needed help or where I can fit myself in. Um, so that's what I did. But if she definitely needed, if she wanted me to be somewhere with her, like she would say that. But other than that, like, I would just kind of read the room, I guess you can say, and just be there for her. Sometimes she just wanted somebody to be there with her. And that's all you need is somebody to just another body, another person to be there, talk to you, take your mind off of it. Because when you're going through these things, you don't, you constantly don't want to talk about it. You don't always want to say, you know, I feel bad or, oh, you know, this time feeling, you just want somebody to be there with you and just talk to you and take your mind off of it. So I would definitely say there were she didn't give me like a list of I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Definitely not. Um, but we just had that common understanding of like, I just, I'll need somebody some days or, I don't know. Yeah, it was yeah, sort of like, yeah. a, it was a go, learning as you go. Yeah, definitely learning as you go. And like I said, not every day is the same. Every day is completely different. So definitely having people that can that you can lean on and just kind of when you're at 20%, they're at 80%. They can make up for what you're lacking that day. It's definitely great to have somebody there. And I was happy to be there and be that person for her when if and when needed. Because, you know, some days we're not 100%. And you kind of just meet that next person to be like, you know, I got you. Or like, you know what, we'll figure this out together. Or just kind of help you get through that next day, you know, because people, you know, they're always, they're not always going to ask for help. 
<laughs> we have people, sometimes we just take on so much of a burden by ourselves that we don't always stop and ask for help or ask someone to help us. So to be for someone else to be able to recognize that and step up to the plate willingly, I think that's definitely the role that I played. Like I seen the issue and I was like, you know what, where can I play a part? Where can I step up and be there for my sister? So that definitely was great. <laughs> It, was, it definitely came in handy some days, some nights. And then after they were born, I spent, I would do like four, four on, four off. I would spend four or five days there that I would come back to Connecticut, um, kind of just get my thing situated and then go back for another four or five days. And then right before I returned to work, I was there for about nine, 10 days. It just did a super long call because I was I was going back to work. I wasn't really able to see her or like the kids for a while. So I stayed there as long as I could. Did you know that caregiver leave um, can also be related by affinity? So you don't have to be related by blood. No, I so, didn't know that. Yeah. So it, if you're related by affinity, like if you have a best friend who's going through, a, um, you know, a health crisis or giving birth or, um, you know, a cousin, coworker, or, you know, someone that you're living with, you could be a caregiver to them as well. I love the expanded definition of family that we have. I did not know that at all. Wow. So say so say, for example, even if it's, say, my best friend and she like needed surgery, I would be able to get that time off to. That's amazing. I feel like more people should know about that because that is. I know it's amazing, I, right? I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. So now you'd have to wait like another calendar year from when you started, right? Yeah. So then, you, so let's hope that you, nobody needs you until the year is is up. Hopefully not. Would you recommend Connecticut paid leave to anyone who might need to do caregiver leave? I would recommend it to everyone, and as long as you're paying into it, you know you should be. If you need it, then take it. It doesn't hurt to say, you know what, I need to take time off because I, for myself, I'm very prideful. Um, I don't like to ask for help a lot of time or I don't like to say, you know, I need time off. But if you need to take it, it's going to be better for your mental health, the person that you're helping. And it's also good to know that you won't miss any money because especially in this economy with everything that's happening, you know, you can't really afford to not get paid. Well, I mean, if you can't, you're very lucky, but yeah, a, lot right? of us, a lot of us can't afford to not receive some type of income. So having that supplemental pay really bridges that gap. It's like, you know, I'm getting something and I'm still being able to help, whether it's my mom. Well, now that I know your best friend or somebody that you're close with, it doesn't have to be blood related. And that is spectacular. <laughs> I would rec- I would definitely recommend CT paid leave. Tell me what the most challenging part of this experience it was for you, Maya? Honestly, just getting my paperwork in. I have to be honest. For me, it was just making sure everything was signed because once I was on leave, it wasn't challenging for me at all. Like the being a caregiver wasn't challenging. Like being there for my family, it wasn't for me, it wasn't challenging at all. I honestly, guys, I would say the hardest part is just making sure paperwork is in on time and getting everything in. But other than that, the process is so smooth. It's you know, you're not call. You don't have to call every week to make sure you're getting paid. You don't have to constantly keep checking up on your case, and that uh, takes off so much pressure. And I guess it just depends on person to person. But for me, my leave experience was great. There was, <laughs> and it's nice to know that like the paperwork was pretty easy. 
you know, one of the things when people get denied, it's usually because the dates on the med certs aren't the same as the date on your employer verification well, I, forms. So I, I did run into that just because we didn't have her chemo dates passed um, October 1, and my return to work date was October 10. So once we were able to get that paperwork into CT paid leave from her provider, um, the turnaround time was fairly quick. It was about a week. So they did do like a retro pay and I did get the pay for that week. Um, so even that, even that I did hit like a bump towards the end, it was still like a pretty smooth bump, I will say. And it wasn't a headache. Even if you do run into a bump, it's not, oh my God, the end of the world. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. It was a very smooth process. And I called in to like the 1-800 number just to make sure that like I submitted everything and my case manager, she t- it took her about a week to look over it and I got paid right after that, the retro pay. Fantastic. It's great news mm-hmm. that you have that. If your sister were here with us, what do you think she would say about the experience of you being able to take 12 weeks off? And she's like just forever grateful that I was able to take that time off to be able to be there with her when she needed me. Um, and just, she would just be so happy. She was like, because you know, we love spending time with each other. That's like, there's nothing like having a sister. So it's just being also being able to better our bond and spend more time with each other was also, I'll forever be happy for that. But I feel like that's what she was saying. She would be very grateful, very happy that I was able to take that time off and just be there with her for sure. Did she know you were doing this podcast? <laughs> she was like, oh my God, really? I said, yeah, it, it was so funny. I told her the way that it happened. I was like, yeah, you know, I was just doing an event um, for my job. I was at a community conference because but with Access Health, like I'm a navigator for Access Health and I work for the Community Health Center Association of Connecticut. And so I, I had to be there anyway. So I was like, just by a random chance, like we had like two place cards and I went over and I asked my supervisor, I was like, hey, you know, we have two place cards, um, but CTP Lee doesn't have a table. Are they supposed to be next to us? And they were like, oh yeah, sorry, we forgot to move that. And then me being the person that I am, I just struck up a conversation and just we just kind of kept going and it was really great energy, great air. And I was like, I don't know how it happened. She, yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then I was like, and then Nancy asked, "Do I want to be in a podcast?" I was like, well, "I've never done one, but sure." See, you're doing a great job right now. So I was like, but I was like, but sure. I was like, why not? I would love to share my story while our story. And well, she was like, "Well, good job. I can't wait to hear it." Yeah, it's it's great that you are sharing it because, you know, you're helping someone else who's going through like, you know, telling people how easy it was for you and and how valuable it was to you. You know, that's one of the things is great. How is your sister's health right now? Oh, she's doing very good. Um, she's in her third, third or fourth week of her chemo treatment. That's 12 weeks. And then after they're they're going to do targeted radiation and her radiation, then it'll be every day, I believe, for about six to eight weeks. And then uh, hopefully, God's willing, I know she, I know she will be by then cancer-free, not another cancerous cell in her body. So, but yeah, no, she's doing pretty good right now. She's just happy to be there, to be home with her kids. Is she allowed to work right now or is she taking time away from work? Um, she's taking time off just because of how invasive it, the chemo can be in your body. Chemo takes a, a toll in your body, you know, really bad. Um, so she isn't working right now. And I don't think she's allowed to work either just because of everything that's been happening. Um, but her job is like very understanding, very 
they're, they're working with her very well, very, very flexible. So hopefully she'll be able to go back to work next year after her radiation because you can't really do radiation every day and then still be expected to go to work. That's a it's lot. A t- it's a tough but road. It's a tough road, but she's just glad that she's making it towards the end of that road and she's going to make it out healthy. Her kids will make their, they're healthy. They're very healthy. And that's all she could ever ask for. That's that, that was her model. She was like, you know, as long as the kids are healthy, I'm, I'm okay. As long as my kids are fine, I'm okay. So she is a tough cookie, but yeah, no, she's doing really, really good. That's wonderful. We're, we're really glad to hear that about your sister's health and Connecticut paid leave. I just been a savior in so many ways. And I would, I, I just couldn't imagine living in a state where we didn't have an option like this and you would have to go so long without pay taking care of a loved one or a best friend because life happens, things happen. And I feel like that's what's, you know, of course that's what CT pay leave is all about. You know, it's the unexpected things that happen to us and we, we'll never know. We, we'll never know. I didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't think I was going to need 12 weeks off, you know, I didn't think I was going to take it, but you know, I'm just super, super glad that I was able to get the 12 weeks off and get the opportunity to be there. And so I will continue to pay. I will pay it to CT pay leave. If they want to take more, I don't care. <laughs> We're not going to take more. We're not <laughs> going to take more. <laughs> you can, but you can rest you easy about to, that. <laughs> yeah. If you guys needed to, I would not be upset because I know the benefits of the program and what it entails. So that's amazing. And what, lastly, what advice would you give someone about applying? Make sure that you get all of your paperwork in the 30 days before because you have to apply 30 days before the actual date that you're looking for to start your leave. So I would say even before 30 days, two weeks before, if you're talk to your HR generalist, um, anyone involved at your job, make sure you get all those things in order. Because uh, that's why I spent two weeks before the 30 days. I had meetings with, you know, my supervisors, just letting them know, hey, I'm going to be out for three months. Um, and if you need me, I will be available. <laughs> but just kind of giving those ducks in a row because it'll make your approval much smoother. It'll make your pro- the whole process much smoother. And you won't be worrying up until the last day of your leave to submit anything or you may you know, may not get to finish something before you start leave. So now you have to redo your paperwork and all that. So just be as prepared. Proper preparation prevents work performance. So please, please, please get everything in and have everything lined up. So when it's time to go, it's time to go. I would recommend this to everyone. If you need it, if you if you're taking care of someone or you know, and if you really need it, it's there. Okay, it is so appreciate you, Maya Baldwin. Thank you for telling your story and sharing how caregiver leave under Connecticut paid leave really benefited you and your sister. Yes, thank you guys for having me. This was great. If you need to find out more about caregiver leave or how to apply for benefits, please go to ctpaidleave.org. This has been another edition of the Paid Leave Podcast. Please like and subscribe so you'll be notified about new podcasts that become available. Connecticut Paid Leave is a public act with a personal purpose. I'm Nancy Barrow, and thanks for listening.